Good morning. How is everyone this morning? Excited for the Christmas time. So thank all of y'all for joining us this morning and and uh, thank anybody who is uh, watching online with us and, and spending Christmas Eve morning here with us. Um, we just thank y'all and we hope y'all all each have a very Merry Christmas. We've had a great few weeks of Advent and some great messages about peace, hope, and joy. And this Christmas Eve morning, we're going to talk about love. The love our Lord Jesus has for us and the love that we should be reciprocating to Him. But before I get started, I have a question. Has anyone here ever had to learn something the hard way? I can say I definitely have, and I still learn it every day. <laughs> Sometimes from our own actions, and other times from things that we cannot control. Some, in regards to love, may call this tough love, and others may call this the right way to parent. But I'm here to tell you this morning that we've all actually learned love the hard way. And we can find hope, joy, and peace because of this. This morning's message title is Love the Hard Way. Would you please stand for the reading of God's Word? We'll be reading in Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 14. <clears throat> and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Will you please pray with me? Dear Lord, we thank you for this day, and we thank you for the very many blessings that you've given us. Dear God, just thank you for the ultimate blessing of your Son, our Savior. Thank you for the fellowship we get to have with family and friends this time of year, and please be with those who are unable to be with their families and lift their spirits. We are all your children, Lord, and you love us all the same. I pray that this message resonates in the hearts of our congregation and that we can share your love with everyone around us. Let your words flow through me. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. You may be seated. <clears throat> so, Tana and I last weekend, we uh, went to my parents' house, my dad's house in Pilot Point. We did Christmas there and uh, made it back safely and we have one more trip that I think we'll end up having to make to my mom's house in Tulsa. We've been talking about her back and forth, either, whether she's going to come this way or us go that way. So we may still have a little bit of traveling to do, as this may be familiar to a lot of us during the holiday season. And uh, I got back home, and uh, on Sunday I listened to John's sermon, and I loved his message, and I loved his mashup of Joy to the World. And... I will say I'm not as talented as John on a mashup, but I do have a remix for y'all. And so uh, if y'all are ready for this, I apologize in advance, but here's my remix to the song title. No sleep till Bethlehem. Okay. So now one time with me, everybody, one time with me. No sleep till Bethlehem. Okay. Okay. Back to the message. But... 
if y'all didn't know, John and I were starting a band, and we'll have a, we'll have a 2024 Christmas album. Y'all be ready for it. So, okay. <laughs> but uh, so this song title actually fits with what I think God's message was that he was kind of speaking to me as I was preparing. So, no sleep till Bethlehem. If we think of Mary and Joseph's journey to Bethlehem, I want to kind of emphasize this morning on how difficult the journey actually was for them and how they probably didn't get much sleep. And so I think, uh, sorry, Um, So none of us can function properly without sleep, and that made me think of this journey being so difficult. So it says, starting in Luke chapter 2, verse 1, that Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world, and everyone was to go to their own town to register. So Joseph, being from from the house of David, went to the town of Bethlehem with his pledge to be married wife Mary. And so... I want to clarify that his pledge to be pregnant wife, of which a child was conceived not from Joseph, but from the Holy Spirit. And so at this time, this would be kind of difficult for Joseph to kind of comprehend or anybody to kind of comprehend at this time. It's something that's hard and something difficult, something impossible. And so... um, it actually says in Matthew chapter 1, verse 19, that Joseph had actually decided to divorce Mary in secret. He had loved her enough to do this uh, in secret so that he would possibly save her from a death sentence. And so these are some hard decisions and hard things that Joseph is comprehending on this time before he's going to Bethlehem. And fortunately for us, an angel appears to Joseph and, and convinces him that this is not what you should do. You should actually... Um, love her. And so, um, so now Mary's side of this uh, traveling experience, she's traveling this distance pregnant, expecting a child at any moment. So she's going through a pretty difficult uh, journey herself. So husbands and fathers, can y'all agree that when your spouse is pregnant, you have to do a little bit more uh, helping than what we're regularly used to. So it's a little bit more difficult. And wives, mothers, can any of you agree that sometimes, no matter how hard the husbands try, they're no help at all, just no help whatsoever. And so I want to emphasize these things because I think that sometimes we forget the picture of how difficult this journey of Christmas actually was for them. And we're so enamored by the birth of our Savior, which we should be, but I just want to put the emphasis on the difficulty of this Christmas story. And so they left from the town of Nazareth, which was approximately 70 to 80 miles north of the town of Bethlehem. On donkeys, scholars believe that this journey would have taken approximately four to five days to get there. Nowadays, we can go 70 miles in one hour in our air-conditioned vehicles, but they are doing this in the cold on donkey and on foot. Mothers, can you imagine riding a donkey for five days with a baby to come at any point? rather difficult. Fathers, can you imagine listening to our wives on the back of a donkey pregnant for five days with a baby at any time? Difficult. This, I'm saying that this journey is difficult. I'm trying to emphasize this. So they stay each night in a different town, different camp. They're away from home. And when they finally get to Bethlehem, there is no room for them and no shelter. 
Have y'all ever been traveling and were not able to find a hotel room? Tana and I, last year, drove to the Gulf Shores with our two-year-old son, Clyde. We decided that we were going to drive overnight because we thought he would probably sleep throughout the night and that would help us during the drive. So we pull into Mobile, Alabama at about 5 a.m. and we couldn't check into the Airbnb in the Gulf Shores till about 4 p.m., which is just an hour up the road. There's just an hour difference there. So uh, we're, we're trying to find a hotel and I tell Tana, I said, I have got to stop and rest. So after seven different hotel attempts, with no success, I decided we ought to go just keep driving and we'll just make it to the Gulf Shores then. And it was frustrating. It was very uh, difficult for me because you're asking for availability and you're just getting turned down constantly. And so I walked into one hotel and I didn't even get a word out. I walked in the front door and she said, no rooms. And that was it. It was about the quickest one I could turn around and, and get out of. And so women... Uh, but or, So I was so frustrated and I, I was so mad that we couldn't get a room, but I can't imagine how furious that Mary would be after a five-day pregnant donkey ride that Joseph could not even get a bed for her. And so, again, just emphasizing the difficulty of this journey. But most of these hard and difficult journeys are worth what is to come next, the birth of true love to our world, the birth of hope, peace, and joy, the birth of a Savior. And is it just me, or have you ever thought that it's kind of ironic that our Savior come in, come, came into the world powerless? And I don't mean he himself, he is the Emmanuel, he is God with us, so he himself is powerful, but I can assure you that none of us would compare a baby to being powerful. Actually, babies are completely dependent on their parents and have no power over anything other than the parent's sanity. And so God chose to do this the hard way. He came from a womb of a virgin the hard way. But this difficulty actually doesn't end, and the Christmas story's difficulty doesn't end just with the birth. You see, the angels came down and sang, but Joseph and Mary's hard journey was not over after this birth. In Matthew chapter 2, it tells us that after the birth of Jesus, that King Herod tried searching for Jesus, the baby, to kill him. King Herod had ordered all kids under the age of two to be murdered. So Joseph and Mary had to flee another 40 miles south to Egypt to keep their baby alive. They had to do this the hard way. And why did Jesus come at this exact time? The exact time a crazy king tyrant would go to the extent of killing babies to keep control and show his power. Because Jesus wanted us to know he comes in our lives during hard situations. He wanted us to know that he is ever present in our lives no matter how scary the times may be. And these times for Joseph and Mary are actually terrifying. Even after King Herod's death, Joseph and Mary were still so afraid that they did not go back to Bethlehem, they actually circled all the way back around to Nazareth, 120 miles away, about a 10-day trip on a donkey with now a newborn baby, the hard way, doing anything they could because of the love they had for their child and their Savior.
Now, I want to fast forward a little bit into Jesus' life because he, uh, he gives us some good imagery through his life in this tough version of the Christmas story, and Jesus' life is rather hard as well. And so he lived a perfect life as far as sin is concerned, but none of us would say that he lived an easy life. Performing miracles, healing the sick, following God's word to a T in teaching these words. He was perfect. But, <clears throat> excuse me. But there were a lot of people in Jesus' life that tried to make it hard for him. This Wednesday night at high school youth, we talked about the Pharisees questioning Jesus in Matthew chapter 22. They asked him about taxes and they asked him about resurrection. But then one of the thought to be smart Pharisees tried to get Jesus to, to stumble on a question when he asked, what was the greatest or what is the greatest commandment? They tested him. They tried to make it hard. But in verse 37 and 40, Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. You must love your neighbor as yourself. We asked the youth how hard it was to love your neighbors when they are testing you like the Pharisees tested Jesus. And they agreed that it is difficult. We explained that loving your neighbors and loving God has to coexist. One cannot be without the other, as we are all creations of God. And we talked about how sometimes when things happen in our lives that we don't understand, it is hard to trust and to love God, like when Joseph's virgin wife miraculously becomes pregnant, like when they arrived to Bethlehem and there were no rooms available. <clears throat> but what was the angel's response to Joseph when he found out about his virgin wife's pregnancy? Love. In Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, the angel says to Joseph, You are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Basically, the angel is telling Joseph, Because of God's love for his people, you will father the Savior. And what was Jesus' response to this hard question from the Pharisees? Love. You must love when you don't understand why your neighbors are hurting you. And you must love God when you don't understand what his purpose is in your life. You must love even though it may be through the hard way. You see, there are countless other stories in the Bible that reiterate people going through hard times and having to have love and faith for God. Gideon fighting the Midianites, army with only 300 men, although he had gathered 30,000 men prior to this. God said, Gideon, that's too easy. You have to do it the hard way. David fighting Goliath with a sling and a stone, not a sword, armor, no strength or muscle, the hard way. Moses taking his people out of Egypt, parting the Red Sea to escape, the hard way. Noah building an ark to prepare for a flood. Daniel in the lion's den. Elijah fighting the ball prophets. Paul preaching the gospel in Roman prisons. Peter denying Jesus three times. Jesus carrying a cross up a hill to be crucified for the forgiveness of our sins. Jesus then being resurrected and coming back from a grave with a boulder securing it. He had to do all of these things the hard way. 
You see, Jesus, Mary, Joseph, the prophets, and these disciples all had to do these things the hard way for one reason, and that is God's love for you. God loved you enough to give you each of these examples in his book. God loved you enough to give you a savior. God loved you enough to forgive for forgiveness, even though we make it hard for God to love us at times. For God so loved you that he gave his only son to be crucified, that's so that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. You see, we need to be thanking God that he did these things the hard way. We need to thank God he gave us this love from this Christmas story the hard way. Because this life we are living right now, sometimes we have to go through it the hard way. Some things in our life we can't control. Sometimes we don't get along with our families. Sometimes at Christmas we aren't able to see them. And sometimes our health gets in the way of our desires the hard way. This message this morning is to encourage you that God loves you enough, even though we may find it to be hard at times. One of my favorite Christmas movies is The Polar Express. And one of my favorite parts in this movie is when the boy is talking to the conductor and the conductor tells him of almost falling off of the train. But somehow, something miraculously catches him. The boy asks him if he saw this thing and asked him what it looked like. But the conductor tells him, no, I didn't see it. And he tells the boy something very powerful. He says, sometimes seeing is believing, but sometimes the most real things in this world are the things that we can't see. Church, if you think that God is not working in your life, and you can't see it, it does not mean that it is not happening. Sometimes God teaches us with love from letting us learn the hard way, as Joseph and Mary had to do during this Christmas story. It would be too easy if we could see it, but the hard ways we can't always see. And it also reminds us uh, of this in the Bible in Romans chapter 8, verses 24 through 25. It says, For in this hope we were saved, but hope, that is n but hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. If it were easy, we wouldn't need faith. We wouldn't have to love God for his grace and his mercy and his forgiveness. Church, will you please stand with me? This Christmas story had to be hard. It had to be difficult. And I want you to realize this because a lot of us struggled during this time of Christmas, just like Joseph and Mary did. But it had to be hard, and thank God it was. The greatest gift that you could give yourself or anyone this Christmas is accepting the love that Jesus has for you, accepting him as your Savior, and sharing that love with everyone around you. Even though it may be hard, don't think that Jesus is not working in your life. Would you please pray with me? Dear Lord, we thank you for this day, and we thank you for the very many blessings that you've given us, dear God. Just thank you for the ultimate blessing, our Savior, to be amongst us, dear God. I pray that you watch over everyone this Christmas season. I pray that you lift their spirits and remind them of the love that you have for us, dear God. I ask all these things in your name. Amen.